Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about and reviewing the first two episodes of the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. General Kenobi. Yeah, well, he's not a general anymore. <laughs> Definitely not. We'll talk about it um, later. The, the the third episode is out, which I didn't realize, Chris. They're switching the they like they released this. I guess they released when it did because it come out? the first when did the first ones come out Friday. It came out oh, like okay. at a great time. It came out at a real crisp like 11 p.m. on Thursday night because they were they were uh, going like they were going East Coast. Uh, you know. Uh, tw- midnight, right? And I was like, this is perfect. This is awesome. And now they're coming out at like 3 a.m. again on like Tuesday nights. <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, that's a thing. I-, I didn't realize that was happening until Tuesday, but I did watch it. Um, you have not watched it yet, but uh, but I just wanted to make everyone you know aware where everyone's like, man, the third episode's out, uh, but they're only going to talk about the first two. And that's just because... It's an odd schedule. I guess they did that because of Star Wars Celebration. Uh, or just the fact that it was a long weekend. But, I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess I mean they held it until the weekend. I mean, if they mm-hmm. were going to do it, they would have, like, uh, I guess, released it in Wednesday. It caught me by surprise, too, because I remember yeah. – um, I don't think I realized until uh, the next morning. It was uh, this morning because <laughs> it was yesterday. And then you saw a spoiler? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I didn't see the spoiler, but I saw people talking about it. I'm like, what? Did that come out last night? I was yeah, expecting yeah, it to yeah. come out on Friday. But yeah. Um, so we'll uh, well, we'll, probably, we'll review these two episodes, and then we'll probably do a, just do a end of the series thing. Because, I mean, technically, yeah. we're halfway through the series because it's only six episodes. So. Uh, yeah. And that's that's wild to me. And it, it, Yeah. It's a... It's a uh, it's a very tight series, which I, I appreciate after the likes of like a Boba Fett or whatever, where you're like, yeah. you know, it feels like feels like something, you know, it was it, the Boba Fett portions, the non yeah. the non Mandalorian episodes um, yeah. felt a little long and and, you know, paced yeah. a little bit a little bit strangely from a from a like miniseries standpoint. Yeah, especially, you know, considering that there were two Mandalorian episodes so it was Mandalorian season 2.5. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about that a little bit later. I have some thoughts about like just the TV shows in general up to this point, uh, taking Obi Wan into account. But yeah, um, we'll review that in a little bit, um, and we'll have some some news from Star Wars Celebration and a couple of gaming pieces of news. But first, John, what have you been up to this week? Oh man, that's a good question, Chris. Um, other than watching, you know. The uh, Ob- Obi Wan Kenobi, th- three episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi, and the, f- the first two episodes I've actually watched those twice, um, which is uh, which is fun. But the uh, I've just been been playing some of my my you know gaming that sort of thing. I uh, I'm still working my way through Tunic, but I have knocked another couple of puzzles off of the uh, of the overall to do list. The problem with Tunic, Chris, that I will mm. say, mm. is that whenever I pick it back up, I have subsequently forgotten all of the the combat things that i need in order to face off against like some of the the heftier foes like the the bosses and stuff like that so yeah after a gap like i basically at this point i after after this week's experience i've decided the next time i sit down to do it i'm gonna sit down and finish it (laughs) 
<laughs> like I've got to, because like if I'm going to relearn these controls and like figure out you know the timing and that sort of thing on on a lot of the enemies, it's going to be like going to have to just you know be the uh, the, the the finished final boss. Um, so yeah, that's you know that's kind of where I'm at there. Um, I've also been playing playing some Apex, but that's you know that's always just like kind of in the background anyway. Um, that's what I've been up to, man. Uh, what nice. have you been up to? <laughs> um, I've actually, been, uh, because of the long weekend, I was, I was able to get into some stuff. So uh, on the gaming side, I don't know if I mentioned last week, I started, oh, yeah, I think I did, uh, Trek to Yumi. I think yeah, we talked about how, that. How yeah. far are you through that? Uh, I'm still, still the same. So, uh, <laughs> but like, I didn't know, I couldn't remember if I, I had called that out yet. Nice. Uh, the other thing I went and saw, we went to the, uh, the drive-in and um, saw the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, super great, dude. I was a little, I was a little concerned, you know, just a little bit. I'm like, I wonder if they'll be able to actually pull off a feature length film because, you know, like if I say I'm binging Boss Burgers by like maybe the the fourth episode, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm done, you know, like it's it, it it's not, I I don't know what it is specifically, but like it's just not a bingeable show for me, and I'm like, am sure. I gonna get tired of, you know, like a half and half worth of Boss Burgers? The answer is no. Uh, and they uh, did a great job um, expanding the the storyline and storytelling and fitting into a, a feature length film. And um, it's uh, somebody asked me like, do I have to have like been watching the show the past you know like few seasons? Like if I'm a little bit behind, is, am I going to be lost? And I was like, no. I mean, for the most part, it's standalone. Like, there's a couple of things that like if you have been keeping up, it's going to be uh, like bonus extra context but like it's not def 100 not needed you just kind of have to know like bob linda the kids teddy uh mr fish odor his brother felix and that's pretty much it like i mean those are oh uh the, sergeant bosco you know but like, again if you don't know who sergeant bosco is it doesn't really matter you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so that's but uh, super that, awesome that was great. So I uh, I highly recommend if you enjoy Boss Burgers going to see that movie. It's uh it's a uh, I hope that they make more. Uh, that's really all it made me do. I was like, oh man, I want more movies, Boss Burger movies. It's interesting, like you say, like oh you can't, you know, you're, you're it's not really a show that you can binge easily. I I feel the same way about it, but I feel like partially it's because each episode is like satisfying like super satisfying within itself and then whenever you start the next one it like everything starts over it's not like a a continuous like kind of thing it tells like a self-contained super well told story within each episode and then the next one you're just like ooh, whiplash because like we're starting at the beginning again (laughs) yeah and it's i guess it's different for me than something like um and i don't know why like i don't i don't don't, maybe i'll think about it and maybe i'll be able to say why but it's different from um, you know, like even another animated show like South Park, where I'm like, I feel sure. like I can just like watch a ton of South Park and it's fine. I don't know what it is specifically, other than yeah, like maybe the it's not just like you know, slow South Park kind of just has a slow burn all the time. Where like right. I do feel like the the story arcs on Boss Burgers, you know, like it's like real dramatic, you know, yeah. and then it resolves and like you know, it's just very yeah. up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah, the highs and lows are more drastic. I feel like in Bob's yeah. Burgers, and they can be because of like the type of show it is. <laughs> totally, um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. I also saw the the B movie uh, of that screen was. Doctor oh, I Strange. Thought you were say, I thought you were saying that you saw the B movie, and I was like, dude, that's a, oh, that's no. like a that's movie, movie from so. Long. 
No, the uh, the second because they they show a one movie and then they show another. It's always a double feature. Have you have you ever seen the video where in in the B movie every time somebody says the word B, they speed it up by like <laughs> no. you know by like point some odd and it's like the video the whole video the whole movie is only like two minutes long or something like that. No. I actually like as much as I love Jerry Seinfeld. I did not like that movie. Oh, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so bad. But uh, like, oh, the best part yeah. were the best part of the movie were the promos of him dressed up in a bee costume. Yeah. That's the best part of that movie, dude. And like the thing was, whenever that movie was, I thought it was gonna be so funny. I was like, this is gonna be so great. And then we like, I saw it and I was like, this is not good. This is this is just actually, not very good. <laughs> I have. Uh, I have on my Christmas tree as part as a Christmas tree ornament. I don't know where, what theater I went to, and why, like what it w- was actually for. But there was like um, some kind of like donation I gave to some kind of charity, and you know how they, you know they give you ribbons, you know that like yeah, the, yeah, just yeah. the ribbon the ribbon shape, you know of like a age ribbon or like a you know something else. Like I got a ribbon that shape made out of uh, film. And the the actual film stock that it is is the the preview for B movie. It's Jerry Seinfeld in the B suit. <laughs> like that's the film Earth, that they Chris? use. It's the film that they used to what? to make that. I don't know. I don't remember what charity what? it was. I mean, it was some, it was something like hey, you know, donate a dollar yeah. or something like that. I think you know you get yeah yeah yeah. And you're like this. yeah, absolutely. And they yeah, hand and I, you like some some tchotchke, right? Yeah, like well, yeah. And I, and I don't like remember film, why film memorabilia. I should say because I, 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 I have lots of film memorabilia. But uh, but like that's a fascinating one to get. I know. I don't remember. I don't remember even doing it because I knew that they were going to give me that. I think I don't know. Yeah. I think I just happened to get it, and then I realized it. Uh, later, I was like, "This is a, this is Jerry Seinfeld in a bee suit," and so yeah, because you kind of like hold it up to the. You, I mean, I, yeah, you can't see those things like all like as like you're just kind of looking at them most of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. goodness, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a super uh, weird story. I love it. So, um, but anyway, the B movie was uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and so nice. uh, that was good to finally uh, to catch that and. Uh, I have it, listened uh, to the music of that, and it yeah. it sounds like it's got some real good good tunes. It's uh, I mean, um, uh, yeah, I mean there were some there were some cool parts. I mean, I don't, I'm I'm not a huge like sucker for really any of the Marvel soundtracks. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I feel like they're super generic in some ways. Like, I mean, I, the Avengers themes I like, but the, but again, like the whole sa- the soundtrack as a whole. Like, I like the themes. I'll say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the soundtrack as a whole, generally, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, this is, and they never really have any big composers you know like I mean, I on think it this was danny elfman though um, yeah okay. that's, why I, that's the ones yeah. that i've heard have sounded like danny elfman it is um, yeah you're right i forgot it is danny elfman and i even remember thinking at the end of that I'm like that was danny elfman like it, nice. i don't know there's just something about yeah. about these soundtracks dude that i just don't <laughs> well just, and so like at one point like way way long time ago there was like a uh a kind of basically a a the method that they use to to like edit together the um like some of the things like for those movies is they put like other soundtracks that sound like pretty you know like what they want it to sound like and they send that to like you know the composer so the composers is already like halfway boxed in by the time it gets there because it's got like this this like other kind of generic music over the top of it and it's like and if anything you know changes from you know sort of a similar vibe to that it like just doesn't doesn't work um for the you know the the 
directors or the you know the producers or whatever and so like they end up you know pretty similar in tone um because yeah. they use they use the kind of cue cue music over you know some of the edits so i mean and i can totally see that i mean just because that's the response that i kind of just like have to the music um i think like the thing that was kind of i mean it was a good movie like it's based it, uh, sam raimi directed it it's like i would say a lot of this is very horror-esque um but again, back really? to, the, to the yeah to the music specifically, it didn't like play off of that, and I'm like that was kind of a mistake. You yeah, know? it seems uh, the music that I've heard is like it sounds like you know fantastical, you know, rather yeah. than like rather than scary or rather right. than unsettling even. Yeah, you know? no, this is this is more like oh, it has a horror kind of vibe to it. Interesting. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm, I mean, I'm down with that. Um, how did it how did it deliver as far as like the 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 horror the movie as a whole goes? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I thought getting spoilery. I mean, obviously, the multiverse is in the name, so yeah. Um, I think, and and I've kind of talked a little bit before. Maybe I maybe I have. I may have it. I don't know. Like, it was a good movie, great story. I really liked it. I would watch it again. Like all that. Um, I think just overall the multiverse. Uh, I am still not sure how I feel about it in general. It to me um, ends up cheapening the the like the universe that we know and love a little bit um in just uh in in a way that like okay well it almost doesn't matter what happens in this universe because there's you know an infinite number of other universes where you can you know pull from and to and go into and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm, so I, mm-hmm. i'm still trying to figure out like you know for me like how i even feel about the direction that we're moving in i mean i, I like it but like and without again, without being a spoiler, there's just and, you know just like things that happen, and I'm like, I don't know if that even matters. Like it doesn't, yeah, you know. So I, I, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. It's interesting. So you haven't watched Loki yet, have you? Uh, no. There is a, a thought that I've had about that and about that very thing, like that very issue of like, and it, but it like that could. So the way the way basically it. Ah oh, man, I don't want to like spoil Loki inadvertently here. Um but there is a way that it could work out in in whatever the next big Avengers movie is where you know it it basically um makes all the stakes matter. Um but it just depends on how they approach it and whether or not they can like basically like there is a built-in kind of way that they can get around the multiverse problem that they've introduced in this phase um if if they decide like creatively hey we're not into it or maybe it's part of the plan already i don't know like there's a way that it can they can like make this all matter again because like I do I do feel what you you know what you're saying there where it's like yeah if there's a multi if there's like a, a universe where none of this ever happened then like you know where you know Tony Stark is still is still you know rocking it as Iron Man or like whatever you know a version yeah. of Iron Man you know then then why does it matter well but like it, there well, is and, there is a way that they would make it make it make sense but it's it it's probably at this point like you know years right. away but and some of that was like kind of the what if stuff like say so take for instance like okay um if someone shows up that like okay this person shows up in you know is is in another universe and is like you know you're like oh I okay that person showed up does that mean that that person automatically exists in the universe that we know like or does that just mean that that person's a regular person in 
the universe that we know. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, yeah. okay, so what if that person shows up? Like, it doesn't really mean anything in our universe because they're kind of establishing some rules now that I'm like, ah, like it feels like it's just making it wor- the problem for me worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, it, the, the more... The interesting thing is, I think that, it, yeah, I, 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 I feel that too. Because, like, yeah, because, like, if... It just if you can just go to the adjacent universe and grab you know the uh, you know a character from over there, like what does that matter? To, like what does it matter? You know, right. in the end, like for any of the consequences of the things that well, you're doing. I guess, and that's that's those are the questions. I'm like, I don't understand, like what the point is at any at this point, other than to be like anything's possible. And I'm like, well, when anything's possible, when everything's special, nothing's special. You know, like. It's yeah. that kind of that's that kind of thing. Yeah, and like yeah, again, I do feel like they probably like there is a built-in way that this would potentially be fine in the yeah. end. It's like I mean, it's like for you know, but, you think about like into the Spider-Verse, I think, you know, like, yeah. like that's to me like that was unique because you have all these different they are drastically different versions of uh Spider-Man. Sure, yeah. Uh we're talking about like small tweaks or like different characters are just are 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 different are a superhero instead of yeah, the person right. that we know like i don't know it's just like it's yeah, like you're, we're not taking they, it we, far enough we've like hero hero we're like hero swapping at this point yeah you like know? the the most like the most drastic thing that you know there was a they briefly show like in this one this is not really spoilers but there's like a paint world where everything is paint and i'm like okay that's crazy but like that's awesome <laughs> I, I, well, well, but like, you can't do anything with that. Like, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Good, well, and then the other thing is, it's like, you know, it's like in their universe, do they perceive it all as paint? Or is like, that's just their universe. I, you think, I mean, I think so, because everything's liquid. Like, it's it's everything's liquid paint in that world. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Any, either way, like, it's, it's a good movie. I just, I, I'm still not like fully on board with, the multiverse as a whole and the way yeah, that the Marvel, per, the way they're that they're implementing, it. implementing yeah. that Marvel multiverse. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, I mean, like you said, like, uh, the, into the spider verse, like they they handle the multiverse kind of in that, like really well. Yeah. In this really cool way where it's, you know, it's draws different characters together into, right. into this thing. And they're all individual like characters that like have their own kind of things going on and have their own like arcs within that movie. And then, you know, and then it, it like they face off against a problem that only they can face off against and right. it's all good. And, and they, everybody kind of like goes back to their respective worlds at the end of it. Right. Um, so yeah, like it's a, yeah, it's an interesting thing to, to have like the, that different take on the multiverse at this yeah. point in the Marvel movies and super risky. Cause like, like you're, you know, you're kind of like you've, your tolerance for, for weirdness in these movies is like really high. And, uh, Whereas, like, I feel like just a general person, like, the 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 tolerance for like some of that stuff is like, you know, right. not super high. So, like, you know, we'll you know we'll see how it all works out in the end for for Marvel. But it is a pretty big creative risk to do it, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I do think with you know with the way that like things played out in Loki and like some of the things that they talked about for what I assume will be the next. Um, marvel like avengers um big bad um i think that there is a built-in like um emergency break into this thing 
So yeah, and, and I need to go back and watch Loki, and I need to go back and watch What If. Like What If, I fell off. I just didn't find it interesting. Man, I I didn't watch What If. I didn't finish it. Um, and I love like animation stuff. It's just like something like the storytelling, the pacing was a little bit strange in in some of those episodes. Yeah, some of them were great, and then some of them were just like a little bit paced strangely. So I I, I just kind of fell off of it. So yeah. I think I have like two or three episodes left or something like that. Um, and again, you know, for me, it was just kind of like you know, uh, like back to your if you use your example of like Tony Stark, like. Spoilers for Endgame, but like, cool. Tony Stark's dead in our universe, but in another universe, he's not. So, what makes our universe special enough to yeah, care so, about the fact that he's dead? So, can know? we just like pull him over from that universe whenever we well, need no, him? Yeah, not you even know? that. But like, why do we care about our universe then? You know, well, like, you know, what is... I, I guess like I'm saying, like if we could, if 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 he still exists over there, let's just pull him over there whenever we need him for the story, and then you yeah, know. So it's like exactly, it, it just kind of cheapens the whole thing. A little bit, um, but yeah, you also feel like you know at that same time where you're like, okay, it's great to have Tony Tony Stark back, but like, that seems weird. <laughs> yeah, it seems like well, this isn't this isn't a multiverse because it's all one big thing. It's just there's multiple universes inside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens, Chris. Anything else that you've been up nope, to this week? That's, that's it. Well, then it's time for the news. All right, that news, John. Uh, so the first uh, thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, the new trailer for the new Sonic Frontiers. Is it a Frontiers? Frontiers? Frontier. Not with a Z. It sounds like you're putting a Z on it instead no, of an S. I'm not putting a Z, but S. Is it S? <laughs> yes, Frontiers, I think plural. so. Yeah. Sonic Frontiers. It's an open-world <laughs> Sonic game. If you haven't seen this, this it's, uh, and it's more of a teaser than a trailer. Say, they don't say open world, which frustrates me a little bit. They say open zone, so that makes me think that like there's going to be like multiple kind of like branches to uh, an open world where like you go into it and it opens up in a big area. But like so they call it open zone as like a kind of a like a a, a playful wink at like Sonic. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're just, yeah, I think they're just being clever. Okay. Okay. Uh, because at least uh, you know I don't know like the the game makes it seem like it's open world. Yeah, like the footage that we've seen from this trailer, and the, I guess it's—is it the game? It's, it's the gameplay trailer, basically. Um, is like it looks real open. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sonic's anyway, like so running up pyres and things like yeah, that. Yeah, it, 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 looks, it looks great. Like it looks—I mean, honestly, it looks like uh, the best, like at least the most intriguing Sonic game in a while for me. Um, I I like the vibe, the open world vibe. It seems the graphics seem super cool. Um, yeah, it's, if, it's strange seeing Sonic in like a hyper realistic world. It's kind of like um, <laughs> whenever uh, Sonic Adventure One came out, like, and then like he's like in the in the New York City or whatever with like humans, and it's like, oh, this is like real interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna be interested to see like what the gameplay is like because it kind of looks like a Final Fantasy kind of role playing game. Interesting. Um, where you know, like, because it shows him fighting different bosses and stuff like that in this open world. I'm like, oh, that kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and, but like, I don't know what that means necessarily uh, in terms of the combat. We also don't see a ton of like, I mean, in the past few games since, I guess, like everything after Sonic Adventure 2, they've kind of reverted, or Sonic Generations, they've kind of uh, reverted back to where they do a lot of these side-scrolling kind of sections of the game. And mm. I didn't see really any of that. No, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what what this is like actually like. Would yeah, you have a I release mean, date? Um, I think it, I think it's 
next year or maybe it's late this it's late this year because they intended to bring it out last year for the 30th anniversary but they delayed it because they wanted to make it um to improve it so i think it's coming out this year that'd be awesome Um, let me let me look and see i i suspect so like there's a there's it's like a month-long uh amount of coverage as like um the cover game for ign.com and so like i suspect some of that will come over the course of the month let me click on the thing and see if we got a date yeah tba 2022 so this year so i would assume just like fall or or you know around around november (laughs) time but yeah it's awesome dude i i'm very excited about this one um the other uh gaming piece of news is there's uh there's three new pokemon coming so yeah so there's two two new pokemon games uh the big thing like they already announced these so there's pokemon scarlet and violet that's the uh the games and it's just like the all, every pokemon game um that comes out mainline pokemon game where it's like basically two games with different sets of pokemon but it's the same game um maybe different enemies or different like characters that you interact with but basically the same game uh in two different forms um and this one includes like the big piece like here that I wanted to touch on is it includes, it says uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will include four player co-op multiplayer, um, which I find incredibly interesting. Um, it says, uh, this is an article from IGN and uh, Ryan Dinsdale. Uh, it says announced on the game's website following the unveiling of its release date and new trailer. Uh, Scarlet and Violet will promise a deeper experience with the multiplayer gameplay. You will also be able to explore the various locations of the regions in these games with other players, the site reads. Quote, you can discover new Pokemon and explore unfamiliar areas with your friends and family, opening the door to an adventure more uh, pre- than fun than ever before. Anyway, um, and then let me see. Details haven't been offered. We don't know if there are specific multiplayer areas, for example, or if you would be able to go through the whole story together, um, which I guess is the question that I have. It's like, okay, that's super intriguing to be able to like sit down and play in a Pokemon world um, with other people. But if it's just kind of specific areas, that would be, uh, you know, tamper my expectations just a little bit there, but I don't know. It's a, uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. They've never done this type of multiplayer kind of in a, in a Pokemon before. So we'll see how it goes. Nice. Um, then the last couple pieces of news. So there's two star Wars pieces of news here. Um, and then the first one's gaming. So we'll just kind of like zip right in there and there's a new trailer for star wars jedi survivor is what it's called so it's jedi fallen order this two, the sequel to that game and so it's jedi survivor is the name of the uh, of the game yeah i mean it, it doesn't the the teaser doesn't really give a, a ton away it uh i mean obviously um i can't remember his name what is his name cal kestis yes cal's back which is awesome <laughs> and um you see him fighting like you can't really even tell who it is, you, I think you think it's Vader at one point, uh, or it's a silhouette of Vader, it looks like, but then maybe it's just like another uh, Inquisitor or Sith or something like that with a red saber. Um, yeah, and they, some of them have like those helmets, so. He looks he looks older, um, and then you see, uh, who is it that you see? It's the, it's not the Grand Inquisitor, it's... Um, so they said it's not the Grand Inquisitor, they said it's a senator uh, of some sort, um, or like a, like some sort of a, some sort of an, of an official, an imperial official. Okay. 
Uh, uh, yeah, he looks very holding threatening. his lightsaber. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm all. For, I mean, I'm all in. Like, I uh, I loved Jedi Fallen Order. I I hope that um, it's you know just in the same vein. I hope they maybe they dial in the combat a little bit more, and it'd be cool if you know, like I. Um, I think I've talked before about how like I love how the Batman games, um, the Arkham games kind of like uh, layered on themselves and you got like more powerful as the games progressed or like the the abilities, your abilities improved as the game progressed. Every single time with that, you kind mm-hmm. of went back to ground zero for a hot second. I'm not necessarily a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I hope that like his force abilities, like they really got, like the game really got fun uh, mm-hmm. toward the end whenever his force abilities kind of um, all blossomed and they were at the end of the skill tree that you had. So I'm, I'm hoping right. that you kind of start around there and then just add to them. I mean, if the whole, if you can go through the whole game with these crazy force abilities, holy cow, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, and I guess like that. Yeah, the uh, like <laughs> these types of games, like you know, yeah, you want an on ramp of 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 power increases, um, but at the same time, like this is a sequel, so like you don't you like you don't want to remove all of that right off the bat. So we'll see how that goes. Like that is always annoying. Like a, like a, a Metroid game, for example, it's like. There's some like strange convoluted way of like Samus loses most of her powers, you know, and it's and then you like gradually build up those powers and the new ones over the course of the games, um, which is fine because like it's those games are about that like that like that's what those games are about. Whereas like the Jedi games are not just about like the gameplay, like they're not a hard like gameplay. Um, like the story is 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 obviously in service of the you know gameplay in some ways, but like it's the other way around too. The gameplay is also in service of the story because it's pretty you know like the story is pretty important in Star Wars. So and it got that a lot of like that story felt really good. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, I'm interested in this one. There's like somebody at the end that's in a back to tank, and it's like I don't know who this is, but uh, and I don't know why why Cal Kessis looks really like. Um, frustrated to have to encounter them, but uh, you know, I'm very intrigued. I think it takes place like some some like amount of time after the first game, like uh, like up to like years after the first game. Yeah, and that's that time gap is interesting to me too. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where this fits in the timeline and what's going on. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was was it ten? Does the first one set like around ten years after the purge? Oh man, that's a good question. Let me find out. Uh, I think it was like five years after the purge. Was it five? Yeah, and I think that Obi Wan Kenobi is ten, and I think Rebels is fifteen, um, if I can remember correctly. Uh, okay, so when is uh, Fallen Order Jedi Fallen Order set? Let's see. It is set. Five years, yeah. So five years after five. the Revenge of the Sith, and then this would be potentially up to five years after that. Okay, yeah. So if you have, if it's five years after that, then that puts it smack dab in the middle of the Obi Wan storyline, right? Um, with the Inquisitors, you know, going everywhere. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like also super interesting. I'm always always intrigued by the Inquisitors. Like that's that's something we'll get into in the review here in a minute. But the Inquisitors are uh, are very interesting um, characters and interesting lore wise to Star Wars. Um, 
Well, the last piece of news is there's a new Star Wars animated show uh, on the way, which is very cool. Uh, from Dave Filoni as the producer. Let me see. And then um, it's uh, it's a... Let me read the article from IGN. This is Adam Bankhurst. Uh, Star Wars Tales of a Jedi is an upcoming anthology of original animated shorts headed to Disney Plus this fall that not only tells stories of Ahsoka and Count Dooku at different parts of their lives, but it will also see Liam Neeson return to voice Qui-Gon Jinn. Ooh. Um, so this is an anthology series. I think there's uh, three episodes about Ahsoka and then three episodes about Dooku. Um, in the Dooku episodes, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn will be featured, and that's where Liam Neeson kind of lends, lends uh, his voice to that character. I think he did that in, in Four Clone Wars as well, whenever, like, that would happen. Like, they would have a vision of, of him, like, you'd have his voice, you know, there. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm interested in this, like... Uh, it, Ashley Eckstein returning, uh, obviously as the animated Ahsoka uh, voice, which is like awesome. Um, that's, you know, that's one of those characters, like whenever they ended Clone Wars, I was like, ah, oh, man, like, cause we have obviously a uh, different, uh, actor portraying, um, Ahsoka in the live action, which is, you know, fantastic to have the live action, but uh, I, it's like, I'll miss that portrayal of the, uh, of that character. Um, and so to have new content with Ashley Eckstein as the voice, I'm like, ah, this is awesome. This is, this is great. Um, but it, it basically for, it'll take like an episode for their early lives, an episode for the middle of their lives and an episode near the end of their lives. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's the, what we know about it so far. Um, it's interesting because uh, the Qui-Gon Jinn was Count Dooku's apprentice. Um, and so, like, that will be an interesting dynamic to investigate, which I don't think has necessarily been done in, in very much, um, like, other than just, like, mentioning it and passing um, in a couple of places in Star Wars. So, it'll be interesting to see that on uh, on the animated series. Yeah, man. That's the news. All right, John. It's time to uh, review the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I feel like, you know, um, I liked kind of what we did recently where we just, like, didn't mess with uh, much of a uh, spoiler-free review. I think, I mean, watch this show. If you like Star Wars, watch the show. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all I... Yeah, if you like Star Wars, watch the show. Um, Like, the the, the more, like, kind of, kind of, like bullet list like the music is fantastic we got some john williams uh theme of of obi-wan which is fantastic we got some new music from uh natalie holt which is also fantastic and they blend like the star wars kind of things in there um really well and then uh we got some 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 cool fascinating interesting looks at uh at a character that we you know that has been so important to the star wars story but not necessarily the main character very frequently um, yeah so i mean yeah yeah i'm mean, kind of where i'm at with this series dude and, and uh you know after the first two episodes i'm just like man i mean i think i mentioned last week or maybe a couple weeks ago you know like the more i i think about the sequels I'm the more i kind of like don't even care about them um to some extent in, in that i uh, like i just i wish uh especially you know like i just wish they had been done better you know and handled better. Yeah. I mean, I and think like, was, I, it's, it's to the point where I have to like, just be like, well, I have to, have to be okay with that's the story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like, you know, they're, they are, 
they are only like you know they are short snapshots of the of the of you know of a story and you know yeah they're told in these like kind of like back and forth push and pull like oh man we're like we did these these like epic things in last jedi that like you know people didn't like so let's retcon back some of the other stuff you know what i mean like it's like it's this like it's this kind of like who's driving the vehicle situation and you know like uh you know fighting over the steering wheel situation um within the storyline and that's just you know kind of a a bummer to 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 have happened um but like i said like last week whenever we were talking about or two weeks ago i don't know um there are amazing things in there and i really love the the sequel trilogy that being said this does like it feels more and i guess maybe it's just because it's like of of the the like I can't say it's just because it's a TV show because like well, we've had like th- no, TV shows it, can be bad too. You know? I think it, I think if I think it feels <laughs> so right, it, it just feels right because it's yeah. like this is, I mean this is this to me like is the logical next step in the Star Wars universe that I was honestly waiting for. Um, if I'm thinking about the 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 things that they've put out, that I'm like yes, these were the two things that you should have done. This this and Rogue One, you know, um, like I think that like they, they are, they're telling stories that are worth telling. Um, it's not this like fan service kind of uh, situation that Solo was. Um, it's it's very like we're we're telling like uh, some really really cool stories um, and dealing with like I mean I think Obi Wan's kind of posture in this he's kind of at the same place that Luke is at whenever you find him in uh, the sequels. But I think that they're doing yeah. a better job portraying uh, that and giving a reason why he's mm-hmm. disenfranchised with. The Jedi and very anti-Jedi at the beginning of it, um, not in a like negative way, but in a like I'm I that was a past life that's like not me anymore, you know that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and that's like I I find that aspect of this show really interesting, and like I don't know that I I expected fully how much they were gonna like how deep they were gonna go into this character of like because like it's Star Wars like I I expected like the first episode we're like out there we're swashbuckling you know we're like we're off the planet but like man this thing like it 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 spins a really good amount of time like on the character of Obi-Wan. Yeah. And, and we have like the people that he meets, the people that he interacts with, they all kind of show you more things about that character and unveil layers to that character. And also give this story a reason to exist aside from just like a snapshot, aside from just like a thing, like getting off the planet. It means something whenever it finally happens at the end of that uh, first episode. Um, and like, that is like, and where like he is talking to, um, Owen Lars, like that whole exchange is super interesting. Like the dynamic between like Ben and that family where he's like dropping gifts off for Luke. He's like watching over Luke. He's like, you know, and there's this like animosity between him and, and the family. Cause like the family's like, dude, you are actively endangering Luke right. by being here. Well, like, and, and then you, you fully more fully understand why later, you know, like Luke just like believes Obi-Wan is this crazy old hermit Ben, you know, like, yeah, he's, we're, he, yeah, he's just kind of like at some point just leaves him alone, you know, and, it's, yeah. and he just knows him as like some 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 hermit, you know, some crazy dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, like I think I think that's that's interesting. I think you know, like when uh, Ben was uh, completely 
willing to let people, even Owen, potentially die, like for uh, and wouldn't reveal himself to protect him. It yeah. was I mean, it was portrayed as like, oh, thanks, Owen, you you know, for protecting him. But the the other 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 way around was true. He wasn't willing to reveal himself to protect Owen or right. You know, he was he was and he was horrified like about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and the the like you know <clears throat> whenever he tells that the other Jedi like that the one of the because that's one of the like Padawans from the very opening episode uh, opening of the episode, um, like whenever he tells it looks like it is anyway I, I assume that it is, um, because like he has the the kind of distinctive um face markings and things like that and so like and and it looks like the same character but he tells that character he's like just you know my advice is to bury your your lightsaber in the desert and and like go live a, a different life. Yeah. And like, that's just a super like interesting look at that character. And then the fact that that, that Jedi like ends up, um, you know, caught by the inquisitors and they're in the town. Like it's, it's just this layers upon layers of, of trauma and, and horror. And, and Obi-Wan is just like existing in it. And, you know, whether it's that or whether it's him, you know, he's, he's obviously not sleeping super well because of the, you know, his trauma in the past with Anakin and like, you know, what happened there and how he feels like he failed and, and him getting involved in almost anything at this point in his life has just made it worse. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the interesting thing to me. Um, and I, is, is that they chose to, uh, focus the story at least in the first two episodes, a lot on Leia, um, and I I love I love little kid Leia. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think that's super super interesting and um, like I I thought that was a cool like uh, kind of quandary that they kind of put Obi Wan in where he was like my job is to protect Luke, but then um, Bail Organa is like, but you know she's just as important basically. Like she's his yeah. they're twins tw- twin yeah. twin sister. And he, he like kind of uh, you kind of see Obi Wan realize that, and you're like, oh, um, the the piece that like that you know, and this is just like uh, maybe a plot hole that like they'll have to figure out how they're going to handle, and or maybe I don't know, like if there's a a way to even explain it at this point, but um, it is a little like perplexing. Um, they've spent this much time together and like Leia, Leia is old enough to remember Ben by the time she is older in the beginning of a new hope when she sends him that message and the way that she, uh, addresses him is, um, you know, you, uh, she addresses him as if she doesn't know who he is and doesn't well, know yeah, him. So she addresses him as, you know, you, you once served my father. Yes. Um, and it's a in, private message. It's not like she's an, you know what I mean? It's like, Sort of, but like it has a high probability of being discovered. <laughs> but what does it she's matter? Putting it into a droid and sending it from yeah. their captured ship. But at that you point, know? what does it? What does it matter? Who, like, if they know that she knows who he is, if they, if her personal connection to him is revealed, like, why hide it later? You know, if that's the, if that's the reason that they're gonna, they're gonna like give. If that's even the excuse, I mean, you know, like, I think it's, it's just a potential plot hole that I don't know how they're going to like explain if they ever will, but it's I just mean, like, it kind of bothers me a little bit right now. Sure. But I mean, like if, if the problem is like, if the solution to the problem is in 
a new hope and like you can't necessarily preemptively set that up 10 years earlier you know what i mean like if there's like a a real reason why like hey in in a new hope timeline she doesn't want them to know that they knew each other um then how do you set that up no, they, now? They could, they, I mean, they could set it up. I mean, I'm saying they like that's right now as it stands, it's a it's a hole, it's a plot hole. If by the end of the series they make some kind of pact or something where like Obi Wan's like, you can never under any circumstances ever tell anyone that you know me, like that kind of like all you need is that line, you know what I mean? But like I've like I was mainly mainly just wanting to point out like that's an incon like. I love this. I love this so far. That's an inconsistency so far where I'm like, they need to explain this eventually. Otherwise, like I have bigger problems with this series mm. than I hopefully will. I mean, know? I guess like uh, in my mind, that's like worrying about something before it happens, you know? Well, it's not, not necessarily because they've, they've now opened that can of worms. The can is open right now. They've opened it. And so like, then it's like, okay, well we know, at least I know from like what should happen is it has to get put, put back if we're evaluating these two episodes for what they are, that's an issue that I, I want to see them resolve in the next four. Interesting. Okay. I gotcha. Um, moving into like the other things, like the, the only thing, the one thing that like, that like sticks out to me as far as like, mm, like I, I want to see this get a little bit better. And having seen the third episode, I feel like it does. Um, some of the action, uh, like where, like specifically the slow speed chase through the forest for, to capture Leia. Um, it's like, okay, yeah, you needed a chase because like, you don't want her to get captured like immediately. Right. Like that's like not, not her character to not fight back, to not run, to like just immediately get, get captured. Um, but then it like, there was uh, some elements of it where I was just like, man, this is like, this is very slow speed. It like, it doesn't, I don't feel, I don't feel like anyone's running fast. Like it's not like the Tom Cruise, like. Um, where it's like, oh my goodness, like, how can you possibly run that fast? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of like, um, there's, there's still parts of this that make it feel like a TV series and not like a uh, movie. It's, it's things like that. The action feel, feels a little like, um, I guess hokey is the word to me. Cause, cause like in the Mandalorian, the action of the two episodes that Deborah Chow directed, like they, they, like they are some of the most intense. It's the one, um, episode three with like the, so whenever they finally like, you know, gun battle it out and then him and Grogu escape the planet, um, as well as the penultimate episode. So the episode where they're like, um, where, uh, Moff Gideon comes out and like that sort of thing. Like there's, there, there's like this chase sequences in there and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, like, um, I don't know. It, it's it's odd though. Like, I I will give that a shout. Where it's like, hey, that's that's the one thing within these where I'm like, I love what's happening story wise. I love what's happening character wise. I love the fact that we went to Alderaan. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I'm, I I at this point I was hoping that we would get off of of Tatooine pretty quickly, and we've gotten off on the first episode. And I'm like, yeah, awesome, great. Because, yeah. like, we've seen a lot of Tatooine recently. And so, like, I want to see some of the other more strange, the other weirder places in Star Wars, um, you know. And so, like, we we now are on that journey. And that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I mean, I, I like, I mean, again, I love every, uh, basically everything that uh, Devin Chow is doing with this series. I, 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 freaking, I think it's great. Um, 
I do agree. I can't remember. Is the I think the one in the first season didn't she? Is she direct the one with that Walker on that planet? Is that what it was? No, 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 no. That uh, that was not her. That was episode four. So episode three okay. is the one where he walks in to talk to um, the Imperial dude, where he says, "Show me the child or the baby or whatever he says." Yeah. Um, and, and they uh, escape and then, that town with him. Yeah, and he basically gives yeah. Grogu to that person, and then he has to break back in in order to in order to like escape back out, and there's the out in the middle of the street where all these bounty hunters are just like bearing down on me he's vaporizing people left and yeah so yeah. like so it's you know <laughs> it is it ha- it's it's been been done you know really well and uh you know yeah so i i'm hoping that we get some you know good like action sequences with some you know saber fights like i mean i mean i would hope that obi-wan faces off against anakin again um Maybe it happens in episode three. I don't know. That is the like that is like I think what's what where we're headed. Like, I mean, for sure that's where we're headed. Yeah. And then like to the degree that that happens is is in question for me. I like, think where the oh, go ahead. Where like do we get another showdown like we did on Mustafar, or is it gonna be like more along the lines of like bridging that gap between where they are there and then where they are in a new hope? Like where you know, like in A New Hope, it's it, while they weren't, you know, flipping around or jumping around or anything like that. It was like more plotting, more, but it, w- it wasn't even necessarily about the fight. It was more about the conversation they were having. <laughs> right. And so, like, I, I am very interested to find out, like, what's the what's the balance point here between like character wise between the the prequels and flipping around and the more like plotting conversation heavy uh action of a new hope well yeah and even their conversation then is more about like you know from anakin's side he's still trying to prove that he's better than obi-wan you know at that point um and and then obi-wan's kind of over it by that point and saying you know like just go ahead and strike me down you know that kind of stuff (laughs) but which, which at that point it makes sense you know knowing that like okay he's spent his time keeping luke safe on Tatooine and now Luke is off Tatooine and that's he's still trying to keep Luke safe at that point like his right and he knows that Luke and Leia are now together at that point too yes uh the 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 other piece that I'm still I'm kind of confused by and I'm just like I I mean it's not necessarily a plot hole because I'm like you know but like I'm like at some point like I don't know how the Inquisitor's know or maybe just Rava knows that Anakin is Darth Vader. Yeah, I've wondered about that too. Um, because late like by the every other 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 than Ahsoka, as far as I know, that's the only other person who realizes it. It's a big secret. Like and so like having read like the comics like just recently about like Darth it's the Darth Vader comics. It's like right after he becomes Darth Vader, it's like follows him for the first like th- you know few years of uh being Darth Vader, like a couple of years. I think more like one and a half basically. And it's and it's really revealing cuz like like it's a kind of a it's it's kind of a big secret whenever people actually do know that it's him. Like there are people who know, there are Jedi who know, like that that they're hunting. There are other people um, who have figured it out, but like it's not like a public knowledge. It's not like they, hey, let me introduce you to you know Anakin Skywalker. He's now Darth Vader. Like they, they, like that's not a thing. It's just Darth Vader is out there doing things. People know that he's like a servant of the Emperor, and it's a you know it's 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 not like a 
necessarily a secret. Like Darth Vader's not like taking people out that find out um, specifically, but he is like power playing to like make sure that like he is known as Darth Vader in that. So I like, it's not uh, out of the realm of possibility that she would know. Um, but just to kind of like, casually know and like that sort of thing i i i do wonder like what is her backstory because they do reference her of like you came to us and like you are the least of us or like what like there's like this there's these power plays which is technically like the normally like that's how the inquisitors are like they're always trying to one-up each other they're always trying to like curry favor with vader to like be the one right be the one that is like on top but like the fact that she came to them and like they all view her as like an outsider she doesn't necessarily have a lot of the um technological modifications that a lot of them have um like it makes me like very curious about some of her backstory and i'm I'm interested to see if they go into it i kind of hope they do because it seems like such a fascinating insight to have where she knows this is anakin she knows about obi-wan she has a like a a real big like seems like some sort of a vendetta against uh, Obi-Wan somehow. Like, you know, so it, like, I want to kind of know more about that. Like, why is she so bent on Obi-Wan specifically? Um, and not just like, just the general Jedi. Like she just doesn't want to waste her time with any of these Jedi. And so like, why, what's the, what's the deal? So I'm very interested in, in those dynamics within those, uh, those characters. The other thing, do you think that like, so at the end of the second episode, she totally like she totally stabs the Grand Inquisitor, but we know from Rebels that the Grand Inquisitor is alive. Like right. later on, like I wh- like, know well, we he's alive and she's not around at least in Rebels. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, there's so many Inquisitors that I like. Mean, there's she's a so problem. many diff- like, different I mean, sets. If I'm one of the other Inquisitors, man, I mean, she's a, she's a you got to take care of her now. Like, she's <laughs> a problem. You got to take Dude. her out. Because, like, yeah, and she's, like, she's just, like, torturing and threatening to kill, like, whole families, like, which willy-nilly, and it's, like, there's this thing, like, uh, there's this line in, um, in the comic, in the Darth Vader comic, where Vader is, like, being, like, really aggressive and is just, like, and is letting it all, and there's a line from Palpatine, from, from, uh, from the Emperor to Vader, where he says, he's, like, he's, like, I didn't, I didn't, um, wait X number of years and plan this whole thing so I could rule nothing, like I want to rule the galaxy and the people that are in it, not 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 you know a bunch of bodies, basically. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so part of me is like, I think the reason, honestly, that they needed to create someone like uh, Reva's character is because, I mean, she's going to end up dead by the end of this. Like they can't kill Vader. Like he's he's the 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 main bad, you know. And they need somebody who they can defeat and kill at the end of this, and it's going to be her. Um, and uh, I do, yeah, I'm interested to see, like, okay, the, why is she so obsessed with Obi-Wan? Um, specifically, and, and, yeah. And at what point, the, the they referenced, they specifically, which I don't remember this being the case necessarily from Rebels, but maybe it is, like, the fact that all of, all of the um, Inquisitors were Jedi at one point. Yeah, they are. It's always been true. I mean, okay, more or less, yes. Because, like, in the comic, they go into the fact that, like, the the ones that we encountered at that point, so that would have been, like, right at the beginning, all of those were past Jedi that had basically been... Gone on the um, dark side. But at what point did they... They'd gone to the dark side, side and kicked out of the Order. And then and then Papatane found them. Okay. 
so like the only so I and I don't know if the, so think the like time... a Saj Ventress uh, side of things, like that's kind of the world that they they operate in. Like they are they were right. you know assassins and that sort of thing before they were um, the you know defined as the Inquisitors. Right, and I also don't know how old she's supposed to be in this but like the mm. only the only um theory that i've kind of just like seen floating around online that i'm like okay that makes kind of sense is that she was uh one of the kids who escaped uh kind of like cal or kind of like they showed at the beginning of the series and she felt like obi-wan didn't protect them and mm. it blames him for the entire thing yeah, and like that, the fact that we opened up with that scene, and then obviously, like you can write that off as like, okay, well, we've already encountered one of those kids because like that was one of the like that was the dude that tried to reach out to Obi Wan there in the you know in the desert. Um, but like, there's also a possibility that she is literally one of those kids, right? Um, and so, yeah, like that's that's the kind of context that I I I, I want to like at some point I want to you know I want to get her monologuing. <laughs> You know, like, give me, give me a good, a good monologue of, uh, of like, what's, what's the deal here? You know, like, uh, uh, and you know, so I, I like those dynamics. I like the fact that she is an outsider, but yeah, like I, I, I definitely am in the, I want to know more, um, you know, on two episodes in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, Oh, last thing I wanted to shout out. So, yeah. uh, the I love the fact that there are Jedi impersonators. Um, oh yeah, dude, that was hilarious, and he's he was the, so good. He was the right person for that. I freaking loved that, dude. And like and the fact that like he's like just conning people, you know, but he's also like helping. Like that yes. whole like the the way that that episode was scripted and the way that that that, that character like flopped in your brain like multiple times. Like, cause he's like, whenever the kid comes in, he's like, oh, we had him. Look at this. And he looks at, it, he's like, ah, and he kind of like looks down and he goes, it's not if we get to him first, you know? <laughs> and then, so you think that he's going to like kill him. Like you think that he's going to go and like take him out or like going to go try. And, uh, and then he ends up helping him, you know? And you're like, oh man, this is, this is like, this is such a cool Star Wars-y type of a moment that would absolutely happen under the Empire, you know? <laughs> totally. I also loved that planet. Like, it was a very Blade Runner-esque kind of planet. Yes. And it was really, really cool. Yes, I agree. The rooftop fight was, like, really kind of, like, I, that was intense, like, where she's running away from, yeah. from Obi-Wan I, Kenobi. I, I, like, I didn't know how why it took so long for her to get over there. Like, that seemed a little, like, odd. <laughs> Because it seemed like they were right there. Then it takes oh, it. Oh, like, you mean Reva? Yeah, because yeah. she was like, she's like looking across the city, I'm like, what and are you then talking like talking about. She was literally right there. And yeah, it takes and her like she's half like, an hour to get over there. She was parkouring the the way. You know, maybe she just got caught up in the parkour. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the because uh, it was some pretty cool parkour. But the the, the, uh, the thing that I wanted to say about that planet is that like it's it's such a interesting place to go for star wars like the city planet but it's like kind of halfway vacant and it feels like really like like seedy and like there's like this thing about obi-wan like always encountering people and drugs you know because it's like there's the there's the yeah i'm to buy some death sticks guy you know <laughs> then there's this so like it's just a uh a really cool episode like and that's the thing that encourages me about the series is that like each episode has like one upped the last one 
You know, um, and in three episodes in, I can absolutely say that that is accurate <laughs> um, so far to the halfway point. So it's it's just kind of one of those like, man, I'm I'm interested how the rest of it escalates. So, yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to it. You, want, I was gonna say, do you want to rate these first two episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll rate them a solid. Oh man, see if I were to rate them separately. Um, oh man, I don't know, man. I, I think probably like an eight, eight point five nine even you know potentially so like it's 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 pretty up there yeah i'd probably uh i'd probably rate the first one uh, a nine and i'd probably rate the second one uh probably an eight something like that right on right on yeah i mean it was it, uh i also sorry last thing i'll say i think it's interesting that this just kind of a slow burn like tease of vader this in these first two episodes dude like, that last shot oh yeah, and and we didn't we didn't like jump straight into you know him in the storyline was interesting. Yeah, agreed. Like, and that's that's part of what what I was surprised by really in in some of the storytelling is that like it wasn't it's 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 every like stuff's happening like they're not messing around like it's it's there's progression as it goes but like it's definitely taking the time to focus on the things in the setup and the questions like there's a lot of questions like there's a lot of those like question you know boxes like the you know that are out there mystery boxes that are kind of being placed around and uh and you know whenever they pay off one that it kind of introduces another and so it's a it's very cool from that perspective where they're taking time with the characters and the whole interplay with, with, with Obi-Wan being brash and being kind of broken and then kind of coming around where like, even with, uh, whenever he's talking to Leia there in the alleyway and he like initially the guy who like survived the droid army, um, you know, the, the clone wars where they, they fought against a droid army is like, good, your droids broken, you know? And then immediately like, like sees her reaction and then comes back and he's like, how did it, how did it happen? You know, <laughs> you know, it's, and so yeah. like, there's this, there's this level of, uh, of like brashness. I've been alone for a really long time. I don't know how to interact with people back to, Hey, like I'm, you know, I'm a, the caring person I always have been, you know, like that sort of thing. It's very interesting, dude. Yeah, man. All right. Well, um, we will, uh, continue to watch this and give you a review at the end of the season. Um, and uh, watch along with us if you want to. You can find us online at StandardTargetPodcast.com on social at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at StandardTargetPod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.